Somebody really worship him right now. We are living close to the coming of the Lord. And I believe that we are aware of the many signs that have occurred and will be forthcoming. And Jesus spoke, as recorded in Matthew 24, about wars and rumors of wars, and famines and disease, etc. Paul took it a bit further in the book of 2 Timothy 3. He said, for people will love only themselves and their money. The New Living Translation, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. Disobedient to parents and ungrateful, they will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. And we're seeing that today. Anybody seeing that today? Watch the news. All sorts of stuff is happening today. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure uh, more than God. In the end times, there will be a distrust among people. We see it right now in today's climate where people aren't trusting each other anymore for one reason or the other. Anybody going to preach with me today? Amen. And the adversary wants to see those uh, plant those seeds in the midst of the church yes. where we don't trust each other anymore. Amen. Where we're not close to each other anymore. And, and given uh, all the climate and everything, I'm not going to say the, the C word. I'm just going to say what happened in the last two years. It, it's built up some things and, and it's built up some walls among us. Amen. Someone. And the adversary wants to feed that. He wants us separated because a divided house cannot stand. Somebody want to preach with me today. Come on now. And distrust leads to separation and separation leads to a great falling away. And the Bible says that in the last days there will be a great falling away. And I'm wondering Lord when will that happen? And we're possibly potentially seeing it right now among our young people, among our older people, among our senior citizens, among, among people who used to be so the foundation and the pillar of the church, but somehow, someway, somewhere, uh, in between last year, beginning 2020, and now, something happened, and they were separated from God. And no connection to God leads to other things filling in your life. Other priorities coming into your life. Other people coming into your life. Other things filling. Your, your schedules are now different. Your calendar is now different. Amen, somebody. First Timothy 4 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. And we are seeing it now. And it doesn't mean that you have to be physically gone to be gone. You can be in the house and check out like I'm seeing some eyes right now. You can hear the preaching time after time and not hold it in your heart. You can hear the word of God and not even bother to, to let it uh, change you and let it move you and let it stir you. Uh, you, you, you in these days, in these last days, there's going to be some people who will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Right now, 
The thing about seducing spirits is that sometimes you don't know that they're seducing you. You're just involved in a lot of stuff, and you, before you know it, you you step back one step and another step and another step, and you are far away from where you came to be. And the Bible says doctrines of devils. I've heard some people say that we don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name anymore. I'm hearing all sorts of things come out from, a lot of things were birthed out of these last two years. A lot of doctrines, Sister Gavine, were birthed out of these last two years and it wants to strip us of the power and authenticity of the Spirit of God and what He wants to do with us. But anytime you hear the voice telling you to leave the church, to leave the presence of God, you got to understand whose voice that is. That is not an angelic voice. The Bible says that Satan has the ability to transform himself into an angel of light. And he can also mimic the voice of an angel of light. And what you have to know today is that anytime you hear that voice, anytime you feel like you got to leave for some reason, reason or the other you need to find an altar and pray through to the Holy Ghost and you need to forgive because truth be told a lot of times it's because of the person next to you why we want to leave we get stung and we say well God I'm not coming back to church anymore. Jesus. And the adversary would, would love nothing more than for you to get upset. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I know y'all used to be coming and screaming right away. I'm just going to talk to you today. That's all right. Amen. We need to find an altar. We need to learn how to forgive. Amen. That's not the premise of my, my subject matter right. today. And to get a revelation of the avenue the enemy is trying to use to get you to leave God and to leave friendships and to leave associations and to leave the church. He likes to play on emotion. We're emotional beings and emotions are good for some things but detrimental for others. We don't live by emotion. It's okay to use emotion to worship. It's alright to use emotion in certain avenues, but we don't live by emotion. And that's why when we come into the house and we don't feel like worshiping, it's a good thing to lift your hands up anyway and say, Jesus, I love you. I learned once before, a long time ago, that I might not have the energy to, but as soon as I lift my hands, something happens in heaven. And there is strength transferred to me here on earth to worship you. But we don't live by emotion. We don't live by feelings. We can't rely or replace with any emotional response or reply with any emotional response. Every time something happens that doesn't go our way, it's not us getting out of sorts. It's not us getting all crazy. It's not us lifting our voice. It's not us getting upset and we get emotional and the enemy manipulates emotions. And the media feeds our emotions. And politicians reap off of emotions. Everybody has some kind of stock in our emotions. And the Bible says that the just shall live by, by faith. But what if Jesus decided to quit on the cross? What if he decided that humanity was not worth it and betrayed the very reason why he came? 
Jesus said to Peter when he pulled a sword in the garden defending him, defending Jesus in Matthew 26. He said, don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. Peter, don't you understand that these men who are coming to arrest me are just doing what is in the, the plan and the will of God because I've got to suffer. I've got to, to plead. I've got to sacrifice my life in order for humanity to be free. Peter, don't you understand? But if I did in verse 54, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now and what Jesus was telling Peter I can get emotional just like you if I want to Peter, but I can't afford to get emotional, I've come to for a purpose, I've come for a reason, I've come to save humanity, I'm looking at all the young people who are here, I'm looking at all the folks who are here, I'm looking at all the people who lifted their hands over the years and are saved and spoken tongues, I'm seeing humanity saved. I can't afford to live by emotion. It's not a time for me to exercise my ability. It's a time for me to be like a lamb to the slaughter. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 says, understand therefore that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations. And lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. What I'm trying to preach to you today will help you to get where you need to go in the kingdom. Somebody say yes. yes. And we serve a loyal God. God is faithful. We don't use this word often. Loyal. He's loyal. He's loyal. He's loyal through all the ups and the downs, through all the ins and the outs, and, and through all the mistakes and the double-mindedness and all the things that we've done behind closed doors that nobody saw, but we know about it, and God knows about it, and we still come in and lift our hands anyway like we somebody, but God knows that, that he applied his blood and he forgave us and he is loyal he sees us through our circumstances he sees us through our situations he sees us through all the the choices that we make and the wrong choices that we pick and the time that we didn't consult him he is loyal he is faithful through all our selfishness the times where we said, well, you know what? I'm not going to go out today. I'm, I'm not going to go to church today. I'm not going to read today. I'm not going to pray today. I'm not going to do all. I'm not going to fast today. He is loyal because every time we decide to come back, he is waiting for you. He's there. We feel your presence. Anybody ever been in that situation when you've been plugged out, when you've been checked out? But as soon as you come back into the room, into the closet, and you kneel down and you say, Lord, I'm drifting from you, the Spirit of God begins to move and Jesus still loves us no matter what the Bible says if we are unfaithful he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is God cannot deny who he is he's faithful to a fault He's faithful. Hezekiah prayed, said, Lord, you know, if you can make me better, uh, just please heal me, heal me, heal me. The Lord knew the, the end of it, but he's, he's faithful to a fault. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's just. And loyalty is built into his DNA. 
Why else would he allow his own creation to mock him? Why else would he allow these soldiers who thought they had authority to spit in his face? Why would he allow his own creation that he stooped down in the dust unmolded and made to therefore get a whip with cattails and to take flesh out of his back? God is faithful! To slap him, to tear his flesh, to put nails in, to lie on him, to pierce him in his side. God is faithful. Somebody say, God is faithful. God is faithful. Even after all that, he walks into the room of his disciples who are in hiding and says, peace be unto you. Why? Because he said, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. God is faithful. God is faithful. If I just think about that for a second, if I just go back into the draw, go back into the record books and begin to pull up all the things that God has done for me, I would be running out of here screaming if I really, really understood where he brought me from. It's been a mighty long way. I know I say that a lot when I preach, but it's been a mighty long way and some of us would not be here if it wasn't for God being loyal and faithful and he loves us despite what we think is our flaws. He's saying, don't worry about it, honey. You just come to me. Y'all work on whatever you, if you give it to me, I'll help you. If you give it to me, I'll help you. Then, my Lord, this is my weakness. This is the thing that I'm bad at. This is the thing I'm not good at. I keep on falling here. I keep on going there, but the Lord says, if you would just come to me, I'm After we sin, and after we mess up, and after we rebel, and after we betray, you know, some people, when they find out that you mess up, they don't want to mess with you no more. <laughs> They're like, oh man, you know, I can't. I thought sister so-and-so was, was you know, so-and-so. I thought brother so-and-so, I looked up to him. He, so, but I'm, I'm glad that God is like, like man. I'm glad God is not like man. I'm glad that he has open arms. And that's what he has today for you. He has open arms for you young people who are lukewarm and cold. He, he has arms open for you. And he, there's a plan for your life. First John 1 verse 9 says that we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness repentance is still the avenue into the presence of God and that's why I can't leave Jesus I'm not going to let him go. Anybody out there with me? I can't leave Jesus. When everybody else is walking away, I can't leave Jesus. 
when everybody else is deciding against him, I can't leave Jesus. Let me tell you something. The pressures of this life are going to come on you. I told somebody in the WhatsApp booth that they're uh, persecuting Christians right now in Finland. Listen, regardless of what happens, I can't leave Jesus. He's done too much for me. And while everybody's doing their own thing and everybody's making their own mark and everybody's getting ahead and doing what they have to do, if it's going to cost me my relationship with Jesus, I can't leave Jesus. I can't. I refuse to leave. Why? He deserves my life. He deserves my worship. He deserves my all. He deserves my time. He deserves my money. He deserves my praise. And that's why I don't want to keep stealing the house. He deserves. I'm going to be loyal in my praise. Not because I don't feel not because it's not my favorite song they're singing. So what? It's not uh, my, my favorite groove. Uh, it's not uh, the guitar ain't playing the right way. I want to be loyal yes. and praise because there's going to be times when there's not going to be any music and you're going to be forced to praise God. Listen, Joe said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There was no band, there was no guitar, there was no keyboard. He had to. Down. Yeah, just I'll be loyal. Somebody say loyal. In my giving. In my giving. Amen. When the negative two dollars is in the bank, still loyal. I'm not going to ask Pastor Bailey. Well, where, where, where are the tides going? <laughs> That's for business meeting. <laughs> Still loyal in my giving. Lost my job during that time of the last two years, but I'm still loyal in whatever I have. I'm going to tithe it to the Lord because he's still the originator of my finances. If he got me into it, he can get me out. And some of us allow where we are in life to affect our reasonable service. Well, my best friend ain't serving God anymore. She's not serving. Nothing to do with me. Then it's going to be hard for me because I can't. Without naming, I can't. Save yourself. Save yourself. Some of y'all, some of y'all, y'all people know exactly what name I'm gonna say next. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it wasn't for Bonquisha, I wouldn't be saying. <laughs> and we're so attached because hey, we're gonna go to heaven together, and I want that. I want to go to heaven with people. But guess what? If those people decide to walk away. If those people decide to give up their ghosts, as it were, if those people decide that I'm never coming back to church, I'm going to dwell. It's better for me to dwell in the house of the Lord than to be with the wicked for a season. I'd rather be in the house of the Lord. I'd rather be here than anything else. I know this is not stirring you up, but Brother Clark ain't playing no organ. It's okay. I'm preaching to those who want to remain loyal because there is an anointing in loyalty. 
want it to be. Then I withhold my dedication until I reach where I'm going. I know a young lady right now who she's determined to be a doctor. Nobody here. And she's failed the exam about seven times. And that's fine. The next time. But what I don't understand is that she won't make the Lord her priority until she passes the test. My Lord. What I'm telling you that Jesus comes first, regardless of what happens in my life. If I get the promotion, if I don't get the promotion, Jesus, you come first. I wish somebody would lift their hands and say that. If I if I get it, if I don't get it, if I have it, if I don't have it, if I'm healthy, if I'm not healthy, Jesus, you come first. Like that. No. You've got, got to get grow. higher in Jesus. 
not too long, it was months, I was, we started doing Bible studies with them. We said, we want you to do this. The Bible says to do this, to live holy. And they're yes. like, oh, oh, all right, we can do that. Uh, dress holy. Because it affects the anointing yes. that is on you. Yes. Amen. Does anybody still believe that? Yes. I do. Too bad. You know what happened, Sister Ganeen? I got a call one night that these two young kids couldn't be more than 11 and 12. Their older brother got possessed by a demon in the house. And he was spinning and foaming and 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 uh, uh, voices that don't belong to him. He was speaking in these tones and anger and, uh, and growling. And those two little kids who were not the person who was who was getting all the attention and walking in the middle of the road, but the two little kids walked up to that grown boy who was in his twenties and said, "In the name of Jesus." And cast the adversary, cast the devils, devils plural, out of that boy. When they called me, they said, Pastor Mike, I just want you to know that our, 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 our brother was possessed by a demon, but it's okay. You don't have to come because you taught us how to walk in the world. You taught us how to be loyal to the Spirit of God. And God transferred his authority. And that devil was cast out in Jesus' name. Come on, I'm looking for some loyal people. God is looking for some loyal people. God is looking for some loyal Come on, teenagers, young people. Come on, you're not going to give that. You're not going to leave church. You're not going to walk away because somebody offended you. Because when our Senor preached what you didn't like. Come on, somebody. I'm loyal to Jesus. Regardless of the personality that delivers the word. This wasn't a permanent move from Bethlehem. It was a temporary move. The Bible says during that process that Elimelech died. And Naomi's sons got married to two Moabite women named Ruth and Orpah. But then Malin and Chilean, they died. The sons died. The husband died, and the three widows were left alone, Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah. And throughout the tenure of their relationship, Ruth and Orpah got exposed to Judaistic customs yes. because they were Moabite people. And they got used to the worship of Naomi and Jehovah. And I started using my 
imagination, maybe they would walk in in the morning, knock her. on the door and say, hey, we have lost in heaven, and they would see her yes. on the floor Pray. saying, bow to Yahweh, yes. say, Jesus. And they were used to the religious customs of Moab that potentially, Brother Paul, I don't know, demanded human sacrifice because Chemosh and, and Baal Peor were the gods in Moab. And so these women came from a background that was totally different than the one that they walked into. They married these Israelite men and, and, and saw examples of worship that they've never seen before. A God who did not want sacrifice. A God who did not want uh, your children in terms of, you know, sometimes they would burn and um, um, Moloch would, they would offer their children and, 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 and burn their children to a crisp. And was, this God was not cruel. This God was not, 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 not harsh. This God that they're seeing, the God of Yahweh was, was, was genuine and maybe when they stepped into the room, there's nothing like none of this is Bible. I'm just using uh, my imagination. When, when, when Ruth would step into the room and feel the presence, and she'd say, Maybe, you know, let me try what's going on. And she'd maybe lift her hands and just join Naomi in worship. And, and she started, she said, I feel something. When I, when I worship Kimash, I don't feel anything. When I worship Baal, I don't feel anything. But I, when I worship Jehovah, They both heard the, the testimonies of Naomi yeah. when she said, "Listen, uh, my, my people came out of Israel, out of out of Egypt, rather, and 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 the, and the God of miracles, Yahweh, uh, brought them out and, and performed yeah, these miracles. Maybe she talked to them about the Red Sea, and maybe she talked to them about all the other things that He did, uh, the provision. And I, said, I know that God is a provider in my time of need because He's a God of provision. If He is going to provide for Israel in the wilderness, He will provide." For me, and, and, and maybe uh, she heard all the stories of the enemy being defeated, and but something about Naomi's life connected with Ruth, and she decided, I'm not going back to Baal, I'm not going back to Chemosh, I'm not going back to the old ways of worship, I'm not going back to the old temple, I'm not going back to the way that I used to worship and the way that I used to lift my hands. I'm going, I got new words now, I got a new God, I have a new relationship now. I'm not going back. And Naomi decided to go back to Bethlehem. She tells Ruth and Naomi to go back to their mother's home. Yes. She said, I, I can't. I, I don't have the ability to, to, to have any more sons. I don't have the ability to have any more children. And so if you stay with me, you're not going to get ahead. So she said, go back to your mother's house. Go back to Moab. And the Bible says in Ruth 1.14, and again, they wept together, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. Amen. Somebody say, but Ruth. But Ruth. But Ruth. Clung tightly. Yes, amen. To Naomi. She said, she said in the New Living Translation, she says, look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people. 
and to her gods, you should do the same. And, 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 and maybe that's how we feel sometimes when, when people who we know, who yes. we see, who we were friends with, who family, when they backslide, it, it, it takes something from you. Yes. And, and, and uh, Orpah went back uh, to what she knew because Orpah never assimilated to the worship of Yahweh. Orpah never, never, and she, and she must have never had an experience. She must have always, maybe she came by the room and said, no, I'll wait till she's done. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Naomi about something when she's done worshiping, but Ruth was different. Ruth said, no, I want to come into the room. I want to feel what Naomi's feeling. I want to do what she's doing. Something is different about this God. I want her God. And the Bible says, but Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you or turn back. She said, wherever you go, I will go. Come on now. Wherever you live, Your people will be. I don't have a blood tie to you. I don't have a blood covenant to you. And there's nothing. Now I'm not your cousin. I, there's no association with you. But I want to be your people. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. She said this. Wherever you die, I will. How many of us are willing to say that? And here's the first thing. I'm not going to preach long. I'm sorry. Your destiny is tied to loyalty. Come on now. Yes. Amen. You know what your, your destiny. Amen. Your destiny is tied loyalty. to loyalty. Amen. Whoever yes. you are loyal to, Jesus. it will influence yes. where you go in life. It will influence what you do in life. I'm going to leave Moab. I'm going to leave. Orpah can go back if she wanted to. Listen, yes. uh, she can do whatever she wants to do. But I want to go where you're going. And I, ultimately, I want my destiny to be tied with you, Naomi. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about you. But I want the experience that you have. I want the access that you have. Come on now. Believe that Ruth found herself in the lineage of Jesus Himself because she decided to be loyal to someone. The great grandmother of David, right? Because of her loyalty. Because of her loyalty. And I hear the Holy Ghost today saying, It's time to release your destiny. Amen. Stop trying to plan yourself. Amen. Stop trying to do it yourself. I'm talking about the everyday stuff. You gotta go to school, young people. You gotta work. You gotta do all that stuff. But some of you need to leave your destiny in the hand of the Lord and just be loyal. Just be faithful. Regardless of what happens, come to Mac. Come to Monday night prayer and seek the Lord. Come on, somebody. Wear your mask if you want to. But come and hear or join the 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 the, 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 the Zoom. Come on, don't miss church. Don't miss church. Don't miss church because you find yourself in a place there's something. Come on now. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the thoughts I have to think about. Thank you, Lord. 
Yeah. The Lord has thoughts. Mighty God. That I think towards you, thoughts of peace. And some of you are in war. He said, listen, why don't you be loyal? I have peace. I got peace for you. I have peace for your life. I have peace for your ways. But we have rebellion built in on the inside of us. translation says in the future God is interested in where you go God is interested in who you marry God is interested in who you're with God is interested he has more things for you than, he, than you have for yourself he can see beyond he can guide you the right way he can do all the things that you need in your life to do some of you are struggling because you're concerned about things that you can't change yourself the only thing that you can change is where you're planted come on i'd rather be planted in the house of god i'd rather be planted by the rivers of water Somebody say, Second Samuel 15, David faced Amen. his son Absalom, positioning himself to steal the kingdom. And Absalom won the people over and in turn betrayed his father David. Amen. Messengers came to David and informed him that all of Israel had betrayed him and come into allegiance with Absalom. Yes. Came Amen. Prosper. And David yeah, prosper. had to vacate yes. as a king, yes. leave the throne. Run for his life. And as David is standing and watching the men march by, he notices a tie, the Gittite. In 2 Samuel 15, verse 19 says, Then the king turned and said to Atai, a leader from the men of Gath, Why are you coming with us? Why are you coming with us? You have no ties. You haven't been here a long time. Why are you so bent on coming? With I'm not in my best moment right now. It's not glorious for me. I'm, I was the king and now I'm, I'm, I'm running for my life. Why in the world would you be tied to me? Go on back to King Absalom, for you are a guest in Israel, a foreigner in exile. You're just vacationing here. Why in the world? What do you see in me? Mm. Verse 20 says, you arrived only recently, and, sh and should I force you today to wander with us? I don't even know where we will go. David had no idea. Yeah. He said, go on back and take your kinsmen with you, and may the Lord show you his unfailing love and faithfulness. But Itai said to the king, I vow by the Lord and by your own life that I will go wherever my Lord the king goes. No matter what happens, whether it means life or death. And David replied, all right, come with us. And so Itai and all his men and their families along and the Gittites were faithful to David before he became a successful uh, king and also stuck with him when his success seemed to fade it was foreigners that rallied around David when his countrymen and family abandoned David Atai was loyal to David when it looked certain that 
something and true loyalty isn't demonstrated until it is likely to cost you something to be loyal. People say all the time, Lord, I love you, Lord, I adore you, Lord, I magnify you until something happens in your life that rips you to shreds. Type of 
of, 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 of spirit, what type of anointing mm -hmm. was that that came? Mm -hmm. Amasai. I don't understand it. And that, that translation there literally means that the, the spirit clothed him. It wrapped that, that, that anointing wrapped itself Endurance. Endurance. Because he was loyal. Thank you, Lord. you can't get where you Long need to in God suffering. without loyalty. Amen. You can't get to higher heights and deeper depths without loyalty. Not Amen. God. Now watch. As I end. What the Lord relate to me is that there is an anointing of boldness. Bible day and bring a mm -hmm, Bible to school day. Mm -hmm. That should be every day. Every. But there was a boldness. Hallelujah. Stood up in Daniel. There was an anointing that stood up him in him. That even though the, that rule, that law was passed, he said, I can't do I'm that. I, can't, I cannot do that. My loyalty, my faithfulness is to Jehovah. I can't Lord do it. God. And if I gotta go to the lion's den, let me go. Let the lions eat me if they must, but I will not bow to this ordinance. And would you know that because of loyalty, the Lord shut the mouth. Yes. Who asked Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Who refused to bow to the idol placed before them? And the Lord told me that there's an idol right now in your schools. Yes, and these teachers and these administrators. That's why I thank God for godly administrators and teachers and people in school. Oh, they do it for money. Some of you yes. say, oh, I'm gonna try to skirt around this, this LG, that, that. I'm gonna try to do what I have to do. I, I wanna, I wanna save people. I wanna, I wanna do things that will help people. I wanna be a blessing to people. And Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego had to stand before an idol, not but when it. they were told to bow, they said, No, 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 King, I'm not gonna bow. New job. New job. You gotta have that mindset. I can't, I can't bow to this in school. I can't, I can't bow to this thing. I can't bow to my 
friends who want me to do this. I can't bow to my boyfriend who's not in church. I can't bow to my girlfriend who's not in church. I can't bow. I refuse. I refuse to bow down to this idol. This idol is not God. Jehovah is God.
Lord. And I'm asking you, young people. Don't leave the church. My Lord. Don't leave the church. Don't leave the church. Jesus. Your anointing is tied to your loyalty. Yes, amen. If you're not loyal to Jesus, you'll be loyal to something else. Some people are loyal to people who perform sexual favors. My God, Jesus, my Lord. I know what I'm talking about. There's so many things vying for your loyalty. Some of you want to get in a relationship right now. Mm. I want God to bless it. No. No. You wait for your pastor. In your season. You wait for your nobody saying nothing. Ain't nobody saying nothing. That's all right. That's it. All right. Wait for the season. Because you will become entwined and loyal to something that you don't need right now. Brother Stone King about the, the daughter who was going out 
and, and, and was going clubbing. And, and the mother said, listen, take Jesus with you. She said, I don't have any room for Jesus in my car. And they had just gone shopping that day. Some of y'all know the story. Just gone shopping that day. And they left a carton of eggs in the trunk. And she met into a collision that destroyed the car. And everybody in that car lost their lives. And when they did the, the jaws of life and opened the trunk, the eggs were there untouched. Because she said, I don't have room in the car for Jesus. Let him ride in the trunk.